June 9th, 2021. Welcome to today's podcast, my personal memoir, my personal diary slash journal where I just spit what's on my mind and I share it publicly just in case it may help. Huge shout outs, ladies and gentlemen, to HyperX. We have a new sponsor. They provided the dopest sounds that we can have. I went from recording on my phone to sitting in the office with a damn mic. Yo, I had to bring it down real fast. That was a hard flex intro, ladies and gentlemen. That was a super hard flex intro. If this is your first time on here, you are freaking spoiled because we ain't never had nothing like this. Normally, I'm able to, after practice, I just jump in my car, I pull out my phone, and I kind of just spit whatever's on my mind. That way I can kind of get it off my chest. You know, I'm really big on, you know, kind of expressing myself. If I'm not writing it down in a notebook, you know what I'm saying, I jump on here to share what's mentally going on with me. When I say mentally, I mean what's up in my head, What's just floating around and lurking and building and building and building. And I come up on here on the podcast and I spit it out. Most of the people that come in here and listen, by the way, huge shout outs to all you guys. We are at 3,500 listens. That's a big deal. That's uh, it's pretty crazy, actually. Like The podcast seems to be popping off more than anything else. And I put the least amount of effort into it. And it's dope, though, because... Even though I put the least amount of effort into it, it is by far the most authentic platform I have here in life. <laughs> it don't matter if it's IG, YouTube. I mean, YouTube is pretty authentic as well, but I mean, I cut a lot of things out, things that just kind of take away or I'm afraid that somebody's just not going to stay engaged, so I'll cut certain things out. But on here, this podcast is not really for you. The podcast is more for me. It's my personal memoir where I am able to go spit what's on my mind, release it, and I share it publicly just in case. Uh, you know, I kind of, I, I like to be an open book. You know, I, I have people that follow and listen, and you never know who's going through what, and maybe this may help by adding another perspective to one's life. I really got to say it once again, man. Shout out to HyperX. Uh, man, I can't tell you guys enough how dope it is to just be sitting in here and feel like I'm, I leveled up. Like, straight up, we went, if you really think about it, enjoy the process, y'all. Enjoy the mother effing process. I leveled up. I went from just filming, like, not filming, recording in my car to, damn, I got some peaceful time to sit down in the office and just kind of talking to this dope mic, man. Let me explain something about HyperX, man. They got some really dope stuff. Since uh, HyperX has joined the platform, whether it's the podcast or the editing, it's just really leveled up. I'm sitting here in front of this really dope keyboard. The other one I had, the enter button was getting jammed. I never knew if my shit was on freaking caps locked or not. It was just like annoying. This one is just like touchy-feely, so sensitive, really dope. I feel so much better when I type. I just I just feel popping in general. Uh, sitting here with this like, I never had a mouse pad. For those of y'all who have ever, ever had a mouse pad, you're spoiled. I never knew how like comfortable. This one is like a gel on it. It's dope. It has like this reddish kind of like ambiance on it. 
And then I have a gamer mic, uh, not mic, I'm sorry, uh, a gamer mouse and this headset that I have on. I mean, if you guys haven't checked out HyperX, you definitely need to jump on it. It's something that I feel we all may need in our lives. This little mic is dope as shit, dude. Like, the quality is super dope. And I didn't just jump on here and was like, yo, you know what, let me just get a mic and just throw it on. I went and learned Logic. My boy Fresco, for those of y'all who don't know, DJ Fresco, he's been DJing a lot of the Break Free events. He's killing it. I'm so proud of that dude, man, by the way. So shout outs to him. But excuse me, I just burped. But yo, dude, like I went on here. He showed me some things on Logic. And then I was like, yo, let's get the mic set up. Let's see what we could do with that. I was like making beats just for fun. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm not trying to be like a beat maker or nothing like that. It was just cool to dabble into it. If I'm going to do something with this mic, I feel like let's let's add it to the podcast. Like I know I can do it. And it's dope because there's so many like little different things that you can switch and edit and and it's just I'm just hype about it because this is the level up. This is the level up I was hoping to have. A company that would hear the podcast and be like, "Yo, we think that we can help elevate this this podcast you got going on, and the way this happened, y'all, was uh, my boy Moy would break free. They they basically got a deal with HyperX, and then he was like, "Hey, I got a guy who does podcasts, blah blah blah." And they sent over some extra stuff, and now here I am able to do this, bust it out, kill the game, and now just like add a bit more quality. So for those of you who are always hearing the muffle in the background and wherever I was driving my seatbelt, if I had it off, then you know you always heard that beep 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 thing happening and I was just so freaking annoying but at the same time I never found the time to complain about it because that's just like what it was right it just was like yo it's just what it was straight up I'm like thinking about it now and I sound like such a scrub fucking complaining about it and stuff but whatever the case is man I really want to jump in today about uh man I recently dropped this video it's semi going viral, semi not going viral. Not enough people are talking about it, but it's definitely something that I had to get off my chest, something that I'm definitely working on. It's it's a big deal, man. Breakers worldwide are always getting the shit end of the stick. Now, this is nobody else's fault but our own. I definitely understand that. I agree to it, and I blame nobody else but ourselves. I played a big role in it as well. You know, coming up as a dancer, as a breaker especially, and that's actually the only art form of dance I'm going to speak about because this seems to be the only art form that I'm actually heavily invested in and involved in. Shoutouts to everybody else, and I know that breakers are not the only ones going through this. The truth is, this issue is something that's happening worldwide throughout all dances, and and it's like, enough is enough, dog. Like, what we do is so damn difficult. And what we do is so hard that, I mean, we are the impossible movers. Nobody moves like us and nobody can move like us. It takes years. Like, it's like I've been doing this shit 16 years and I'm barely scratching the surface of, like, mastery. That Like, soak that in real fast, you know? It, it, it take me a few years to get to like a certain level in boxing where I would feel like I can go pro. And I don't know if it's just because I feel like God gifted me with something like the talent to be able to do anything, you know? But I really use the human body to my full advantage. It's just ridiculous. Like this thing that I have, this 
this body is insane, bro, and I love it, and I'm always pushing it to the limit and always challenging it, but, you know, I feel like it's underappreciated, and, you know, I just want to reiterate, when I, when I mentioned a lot of the events that I feel uh, take advantage of the breakers, it's not to slander at all what they're doing. I mean, some of these amazing events that could give back more, could play a bigger part in helping breakers grow. Um, you know, I don't think they, they've created amazing platforms. Like, don't get it twisted. For what it has been, it is amazing. But for what it needs to be, things need to change. So I don't, I don't say these things because I feel like ranting and raving. I just say these things because I know that there can be change. So, like, shit does need to change. And I can't, I cannot stress this enough, you know, and, and it's going to take us as breakers to really come in, crush the game and execute. It's going to take us to stand up for what we truly believe in. If breakers are tired of getting regular bullshit jobs, I mean, then stand with me on this and read the agreement for UDEF tour, for the UDEF tour, and know that they are going to own the likeliness of your name and your image for a very long time with no compensation. They can use your content, they can use your moves to gather sponsors and say, hey, this is the type of things that we're doing and you know these events will get sponsors and can get sponsors and then how much of that really goes back into the breaker or the dancer? The truth is, it's not a lot of money. So even if you were to say, let's just say uh, a five on five for $5,000 and if, if anybody thinks that's a lot of money, I mean, you got local events. We we threw a local event, three on three for three thousand dollars, a two on two for a thousand, uh, two thousand dollars, and a one on one for a thousand dollars. I think Zach would just do a jam for a fucking G, a one on one for a G. Like these are local events, single single handedly hand uh, single handedly handing out money. Uh, just to create an event for the community, but then you had these companies that come in with corporate sponsorships and are just like really putting so much money into production, which is dope, but they're not, the breakers are still getting paid the same as if it's local. And then you have monetization, you got sponsors, and how much of that is really going back to the breaker? How much of the door is really going back to the breaker? Now, let's just say, you know, the complaint that I've had and the defenses that I've heard were, well, you know, first of all, if you have a problem, throw your own dram, which we do. Second of all, um, another thing that I've heard was, well, you know, what about the venue? And what about the judges and the DJ and the host and the production and the content and all of this stuff? And I'm just like, huh. So you're a businessman or woman, and you're telling me that it costs a lot of money to throw your event. And this is why you charge what you charge, and this is why you keep the percentage that you keep, which is 100%. And, you know, you walk away with this and some promoters say, you know, hey, this is the only event that I throw all year. This is how I make my living for the year. Now, you know, shout outs to you. That's amazing to bank on us breakers, uh, you know, to create that income for you. You're welcome. Uh, the, the give back is very minimal. It's, it's so minimal that it's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But at the same time, Mr. Businessman or Businesswoman... Uh, you have to create a budget for these events. And so what you're telling me is that out of your 
two hundred or three hundred thousand dollar budget, you couldn't put twenty to fifty thousand dollars into that budget to be like, let's just say twenty thousand dollars into your budget to make sure that the breakers get paid what they need to get paid, top eight minimum. You know what I'm saying? Or max top eight, and then a prize. That way everybody goes home. That way we're not all just fucking fending for, you know, fending for ourselves and trying to get to first place. And if we win, we're good. And if we don't win, well, we got to go back home and and figure it out and figure out how we're going to pay our bills after it took us, you know, three months and six days a week and three hours a day to train. We're tired. Our body is beat. What we do is remember what we do. When we say what we do is the impossible, imagine trying to do the impossible movement every single day for 10 years. You know, after a while, it puts a bit of a beating on the body. And so, once again, I bring this up in a way, uh, you know, with the utmost respect for a lot of these events. You guys have done amazing things. I can name some of them right now, uh, but I just choose not to. The one event that I will name that by far has done it better than anybody will and anybody can was Silverback Open. If you missed it, you're a fool. This event was a totally free event where top 100 got paid $100 and it went all the way up to like $20,000 to first place. And the amount of attendees that showed up was incredible. The amount of coverage. It was like nobody could complain about the monetization because everybody got paid. That is the standard. Anything before that is prehistoric. You understand? And these are the things that I'm trying to spread. I'm trying to spread the information that, you know, if you're trying to bring breaking to the professional level of, you know, saying, hey, we're having national qualifiers and national championships and working with the IOC for the Olympics and all this stuff, well, you cannot just invite us now. Now you need to talk to my manager. Now you need to talk to my agent. Now you need to sit there and show me what you have to offer and give us the opportunity to decline. A lot of these motherfucking jams or, or events that are quote-unquote you know, professional, like for instance, uh, BC1, again, I will not slander this. This is an amazing event. I love this event. I love the platform. I love the level of competition. I love the production. It is incredible. This is not my point. My point here is this platform is so big, yet it's $250 to show up, take it or leave it. It's unacceptable. I'm sorry. There's no negotiation there. You see, without me showing up, your show is minimal. You understand? Now, if you want to get, you know, the new breaker or, or you know, the next guy who will do it for less, I mean, go ahead by all means. But the truth is, you're not having the best in the world or the best in the country truly represent in its own country. You're just taking what you can afford. And you can afford a lot more than what you're really pushing out. So these things that I, and, and listen, I understand ROI. And trust me, the investment is there. It's just that we say, you know, the return on investment, excuse me, the return on investment is there. We just, we just are fucking fools. And and we, and we just, we, we really truly don't stand up for ourselves. And we just take it because at one point it was the biggest platform in the world. And it'd be great to be on that platform, but it's no longer the biggest platform in the world. There's bigger events. Oh, excuse me. I'm still in the studio. I got my dogs here with me still. 
uh, for this late night session. I'm excited though. Uh, you know, not to not to, listen. Man, at the end of the day, I'm still grateful. I'm still hype. Things are opening up. It's going to be amazing to see people again. It's going to be amazing to get back on the dance floor. Uh, man, I have this shoulder problem right now. I realize that I have a, a a part of my shoulder, maybe my collarbone. It's just sticking up. And basically, I went to. Uh, Miami for the undefeated event. I slept on the floor on an elbow track and uh, my arm went up. But the truth is, I, th- I think that I think I might have dislocated something. It's just a bone popping out, and I can't pick my arm up, and it feels like it goes limp every time. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to get that checked out. But anyway, so with all the complaining and with all the the things that I'm bringing up and and the things that I want to continue to, you know, kind of shed light on. Uh, There's a call to action. There's some things that we need to do. For instance, there needs to be, and this is something that I've been working on, and I put it on paper, and the truth is, it's really difficult for me to do this because, you know, in other sports and stuff like that, there's categories based on skill level and professionalism. So, for instance, you know, pro skaters are going to get A and B, and amateur skaters are going to be A and B. What makes you a pro skater is A and B. What makes you amateur is A and B. The same thing with UFC. So if you're an amateur fighter, you need X amount of amateur fights before you can become a pro. How do we do that in breaking and will it be accepted? That's the hard thing. The hard thing is to create something that is great for everybody. But are you ready to become categorized? That is the question. Could you be considered or would you allow yourself to be considered an amateur? Or is your ego too high and you feel like, yo, man, I've been on the big stage. I'm a pro. How many of you out there be fronting and call yourself pro? How many out there just call yourselves amateurs? How, much, how many of y'all don't even label yourselves? Which is fine. I consider myself a pro. Listen, I'm doing this shit 16 years. I got more than one sponsor. Massive championships. Under my belt. Also, don't get it twisted. Massive losses, but it comes with the territory, right? And so, I don't know about massive losses, but definitely, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, not to flex. But, just kidding. But not really. But I'm really just kidding. Um, <laughs> I can't get over this mic, dude. I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm looking at, like, the waves on the computer right now for logic, and it's just blowing my mind that this is really what we're doing. Shout out to HyperX one more time, y'all. Anyway, so... Um, you know, it's just so many different things. But the first thing I thought of was, depending on the capacity of a venue, there should be an automatic agreement that top eight makes X amount of percent at the door. So, you know, whatever. If the door can max out at $10,000, top eight should take 30% of that because ain't nobody coming to see the venue. They're coming to see the breaker. 30% out of 100% is not a lot of money. If you made 10,000, you're splitting 3,000 between top 8. Period. Come on, son. That's not even a big deal, bro. That's like reasonable here, you know, because now everybody's going to promote, everybody wants That's this is what gets everybody paid. Is that everybody is now going to start making their own promotion to show up to this event because the more people that pull up to the door, the more money we make. This is why Mayweather is smart. This is why uh, Logan Paul is smart. This is why boxing is smart. This is why UFC. 
they create the show and everybody gets a cut of something instead of these damn promoters and these damn platforms on YouTube just taking all the cut for themselves and be like, well, you know, we put up a prize of, you know, 3000 or 5000 or $10,000 and it's like, well, yo, only one person walking away with that, bro. This is not a sustainable ecosystem here, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is the problem and it's unacceptable and there needs to be change. So this is my suggestion. This would be my call to action would be, hey guys, listen, how about before you throw this event, what is top eight making? And I say top eight because if you can make it to top eight, man, then you really worked your ass off to get there and you deserve a percentage of the door. At the end of the day, this is what this is what everybody came to see. The finals, the end, the top eight of out of one hundred or the top eight out of thirty-two. This is where this is the nitty gritty of what we do, man. And so this is why I feel like there should be a percentage. Uh, it's really hard to do what I, I had mentioned monetizing. Like, yo, you can't monetize unless you have permission because, you know, right now I'm in the process of uh, I have somebody out there, I won't say who, but I have somebody out there really going through massive YouTube videos, creating the list of them, and then saying, hey, I need you to provide the release form that allowed you to use this content for monetization. And if you don't have it, you're going to have a lawsuit on your hand. This is the level that I plan to be at right now because it's just enough is enough. And although some people may feel like this is effed up or messed up, the truth is it needs to happen in order for you guys to take us serious. When I say you guys, I mean anybody that's trying to throw an event, monetize it, and give back minimal, period. You get sponsorships, you get all these things, and then the prize money is all you have to offer. I think you're working pretty fucking basic. And so, you know, there's events that we are that, not when I say we, I mean me, that uh, I'm going to be putting together. And, you know, it's just about really making it actually happen. But I, I believe it. I have an idea for it. I have a game plan. And once I execute it, I can show that it works. And then once I show that it works, you motherfuckers have no excuse whatsoever, whatsoever. So I'm going to keep bringing this stuff up, man, on multiple platforms. Uh, I'm super hype because I feel like there's a lot of people on board for this. I know that a lot of people feel the same way, and I know that a lot of people want to take breaking to the next level for themselves. They just know how difficult it is to do that and maintain their daily life bills and struggles at the same exact time simultaneously, I can tell you firsthand, it's not easy. I can tell you firsthand that this is something that I work on daily. If I don't get paid through breaking, then I'm on the hustle. And now it's at that point where, you know, I have multiple businesses that I'm uh, running and that I own and that, you know, it, it, that generates revenue. But at the same time, it's just not enough. In order for me to get the five to 7,000 square foot home on three acres of land that I truly want, I mean, we're really going to have to scale here. We're going to have to create a real ecosystem that, you know, breakers can truly survive off of at a level that they truly deserve for the hard work that we truly put in, not just for competitions, but for ourselves as artists and as creators. But, you know, at, we're also the main show. And so with that being said, I really feel like there should be a lot more effort put into the people who people come to actually see. And, and I said this once and I'll say this again. A lot of promoters have, you know, they spend a lot of money on the last thing that matters versus the first thing that matters. And it's just not okay. Make sure that if you have an event, your floor is on point. Because if it's not, 
you just can't reach the standard. If you ain't reaching the standard, you're doing the minimum. If you're doing the minimum, then you're really selfish. And if you're selfish, then you, that means you don't really give a fuck about the breaker, our safety, and our and, and our comfortability, and our standard. And if you can't care about our standard, you don't belong throwing events. Whether you were a breaker back in the day, or whether you're a current breaker, or not. So, with that being said, y'all have an amazing night. I'm super hype. I just kind of wanted to get this off my chest because it's happening on a regular basis, and... You know, we need change. Things are starting to open up. So what's the standard, y'all? Today's the day. Thanks for listening in on the podcast. Thanks for hearing me vent and kind of just pop off on this dope-ass memo that I called today's podcast. And uh, she shout-outs to HyperX. I can't wait to go home and go to sleep. Catch you on the next episode. Peace.